Welcome to the Oceans Ministries Podcast. Here's your host, Tim Spikestra. Welcome to Oceans Ministries Podcast. Um, today, I have the privilege of uh, talking with Henry Mirsma, who helped publish uh, Climbing Prayer Mountain. And uh, Hen- Henry was a really integral part in this uh, project in many ways. And his publishing company is called uh, Mill Street Publishing. So it's kind of exciting for both of us. And uh, so I'm going to hand this over to Henry and uh, let him ask some questions that he had for me about the book as well. So Henry, welcome. Great to have you part of this. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity just to discuss the book. And I think what I'm trying to do this morning is just put myself in the position of people who who have known you for over the many years, Tim, and uh, probably are wondering how you're doing, what you're up to, and you know now you have a book coming out, and so they're probably wondering a few things like, uh, you know, why did you write this book? Why why did you write Climbing Prayer Mountain? Yeah, um, it, it's interesting because I wasn't intending on writing a book or a devotional uh, on prayer when God kind of intervened in a a crazy way. Um, I was uh, supposed to do a seminar in a prison in Canyon City that had been planned uh, for quite a while. Uh, the seminar is going to be Journey to the Father's Heart, and it's actually with a group of inmates that are lifers uh, that are also part of Denver Seminary's uh, program, an MDiv program. And so it had been planned. We had worked on the details. Actually, Henry uh, was coming out. You were coming out, Henry, to be a part of that um, because you helped with producing Journey to the Father's Heart. So I invited you to come along and you flew out, picked you up, uh, getting ready to go. And then the night before uh, we were going to leave early in the morning, we get a call that uh, the uh, prison is going to be locked down for the weekend. Uh, so there goes there goes the there goes the seminar. And I was really disappointed. I know you looked at my face when I was on the phone and you could tell that. Um, I, I don't know if you were disappointed. But I, was disappointed. I was relieved. You know that. <laughs> uh, you were relieved. That was going to be your first experience uh, in a state uh, maximum mm-hmm. security prison. Um, so, yeah, we spent uh, a couple days together, which was really good. Um Hung out at a Starbucks at REI, which was fun. And yeah, we were talking a little bit, dreaming a little bit. Um, and then you had left, and I uh, I was doing my devotions. Um, mm. It was on a Monday morning. And I was really uh, crying out to God, uh, asking God, why? Why would you close down the prison? I was looking forward to it. Uh, it takes a lot to mm. get into a prison and all the details and all that. And so I was just asking God why and and just struggling, uh, to be honest. And the section of scripture that I was reading in in the Gospels was Mark chapter 9. And it was uh, the story of Jesus taking Peter, James, and John uh, up to a high mountain, which I think is Mount Hermon, and going up there to pray, and as Jesus prays, Elijah shows up, Moses shows up, and he is transformed by God's glory within him, coming out of him. And uh, God just had me sit there and, and seeing Jesus in prayer, and as I was praying and struggling, and um, 
and then all of a sudden that that text mm. just came alive. Um, uh, I just start thinking, why is you know Moses there? Why is Elijah there? And then I start thinking about their prayer lives and uh, the impact their prayers had in difficult times. Moses went through a lot of difficult times. Elijah went through difficult times. Now Jesus is on this mountain and he's heading to the cross and he knows it. And he's trying to explain that to his disciples. So Jesus was in kind of a, a, a difficult situation, and yet God shows up, and God encourages, and God transforms, and God loves, and God, you know, comes to the disciples. Say, "This is my son. I love him. Listen, listen to him. Learn from him." And so that that text, Henry, just came alive, and I just picked up my journal and I started writing uh, about. Moses's prayer life, and then Elijah's Elijah's prayer life, and Jesus, and how that impacted the early church with Peter and John and and, and James. And I wrote, 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 and uh, just felt God in that moment. And the despair kind of kind of left me. And it wasn't long after that I picked up my computer and started writing an outline, and I I sent it to you, and uh, you kind of affirmed that, and. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of where it came out of kind of despair and brokenness and questioning, and then the word uh, just came yeah, alive. I, I love that story, and and yeah, having having just been uh, visiting with you the previous couple of days, and really, you know, you had we had not talked about that particular subject matter that that idea of Jesus on the Mount of Transporta- uh, Transformation at all, and and then suddenly. There you are with this entire outline of this book the very next day, and it's kind of hard to ignore that, right? You know, it it seems like it seems mm-hmm. as if God just kind of turned you into a different direction and said, "Here, go go this way, Tim. Do this," and so that to me was uh, it was just kind of amazing. And I thought, "Wow, yeah, we need to do this book. We need to put this out." And so, uh, you know, this 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 idea. Uh, of talking about Jesus and Elijah and Moses and the disciples, uh, I think that it, there's a lot that we can learn from all of them and their lives. Uh, and then the idea of, of being spending time in prayer, and I think that's a valuable uh, uh, a way for people to spend time. And but it, but a lot of people, you know, when they talk about being in the presence of God. You know, God, they say, is with us all the time. Why do we have to climb a mountain in order to do that? You know, so, so why, what, what inspired you to name the book Climbing Per Mountain? I mean, most people might think of the idea of climbing a mountain as being hard, as being something they really don't want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, honestly. So why Climbing Per Mountain? What was your inspiration for that? Well, even in the text, if you read Mark chapter 9, um, Jesus had just before that just uh, asked the disciples, "Who do you, you know? Who do you, you think I am?" And uh, Peter confesses, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." So he gets it, um, uh, but now he knows that uh, he has to reveal that, yeah, he is the Christ, he is the Son of the Living God. But he's going to the cross, and the disciples are going to struggle with that, and so. Uh, Jesus knows uh, what's ahead is really important. So he takes his inner three, he climbs up a mountain, and Mount Hermon, which I think that's exactly where he was, 
um, is like 9,000 feet. So it's, it's, it's quite a climb. But Jesus wants to get away from the noise below, the city below, and he wants to be in the presence of God. He knows that um, he needs the Father's love. He needs the Father's wisdom, the power uh, to, to reveal to the disciples what's coming. And so even Jesus uh, would do whatever it took to get away and seek the presence of his Father, even though uh, Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, um, but we know he's also fully man, and in his humanity, Jesus needed to seek the presence of God, even though the Father was with him, the Father loved him, um, often in the Gospels, and especially before crucial times and ministry events, you see Jesus just kind of uh, departing from the crowd, departing from the noise, and and early in the morning going and seeking the Father's face because he needed that relationship. Even though the Father was with him, the Father loved him, he needed uh, to be in the presence of the Father and get away and and, and to pray. And, um, and I think Jesus loved the mountains. I think Jesus loved uh, the creation of his Father. Um, Mount Hermon is a beautiful place. So Jesus knew that even in creation, uh, beautiful spots would help him in his in his prayer life. So I love mountains too. I that's often where I go and try to uh, be with the Lord and seek Him, get away from the distractions, and and also mountains and climbing a mountain. It's not always easy, and prayer is not always easy as well. Um, the enemy doesn't want us to pray because he knows when we pray, uh, supernatural things happen and it transforms our heart. Um, but sometimes getting to prayer and making time for prayer and time to just be with Jesus is not easy. And sometimes even when we pray, we feel like we're not getting through. Um, God's not hearing us. Uh, God's distant. You know, we're just saying words or we're writing words in our journal and it's meaningless and you know it's hard sometimes you, you think you're you're going to experience God in that prayer time and it just becomes maybe dull and boring um, so you go through all these emotions when you pray and it's not not always easy so at that too it's yeah. it can be like climbing a, a 14,000 foot mountain sometimes where you you have these false peaks and it keeps going and when are we going to get there um, but when you get there and there's those times of breakthrough and times of his peace, uh, it's worth it. And so that's some of the reason uh, comes from the text, but it comes from life um, as well. Yeah, no. So 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 not everyone lives in a place where they are located in a mountain. <laughs> so I guess I just want to make it clear for people that this is not about a physical place. Right. No. Uh, although, although in in the in the text Jesus did climb a physical place, but Prayer Mountain is 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 kind of a symbol for what you were just talking about about the act of prayer and and the ongoing act of taking the time to be in prayer and experiencing the ups and downs of life and maintaining that prayer life and just bringing it all to God, even though sometimes maybe it doesn't feel like He's answering. But uh, so so I think uh, yeah. In that sense, sometimes prayer is difficult, just like climbing a big mountain is difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's part of this as well. So, but, you know, there are some people out there 
who have who are ex you know they they are very disciplined in their prayer life and you know do they need this book uh is it for them or is it for just people who are maybe uh newer in in following christ or who who did you write the book for you know i think it can i think both and uh whether you have you're a senior saint you've prayed your whole life um I think there's uh, points in the book, points from Jesus and Moses and Elijah and the early church um, that would encourage us to keep going. Because even if you've been praying your whole life, there are seasons of drought when you pray, there are wilderness times. And when you look at, at Moses, Elijah, Jesus, and the early church, they went through the gamut in their prayer life. Um, and so I think that comes out in the book, whether you're, you're seasoned or whether you're just new, um, you can learn from, um, these guys and learn from Jesus. And so uh, in, in a way, I think it would, it would fit a, a wide variety of people, um, uh, whether you're, you know, high schooler or, um, in your nineties, I think I'm believing that you could be blessed by it. Good. Yeah. So it is a it is a forty days of prayer format, and you know what led you to produce the book in that format? Well, in you know in scripture, uh, forty is a pretty powerful number, um, and uh, you see that throughout scripture, and and you see it in and this comes out in the book in one of Jesus's prayer times. He spends forty days in the wilderness, and he is combating. Uh, you know, Satan and uh, praying and seeking the face of God. And and so 40 is kind of a, a, a testing time and a time of spiritual growth and spiritual battles. You see that with Moses, too. He was on the mountain for 40 days um, seeking the face of God. And uh, Elijah was on that same mountain for a, a period of time as well. And so... Uh, 40 is is a, a number I think that's uh, biblical. It's a, a and even in the natural, when you spend 40 days doing something, it it starts forming something within you. It breaks habits and it forms new habits. And so that was one of the ideas behind um, 40 days was to spend 10 days with each person, with Moses, with Elijah. Uh, with Jesus, and then with the early church, with Peter, Peter and John, and just kind of growing uh, together to this place of a crescendo, um, uh, ending with the uh, early church. So that was that was one of the the main reasons behind uh, the forty day. Um, it can be used, you know, individually. It could be used, um, you know, in a small group. Or, you know, a church could use it in like a 40-day, just challenging your church for 40 days uh, to pray and, and seek the face of God together um, as well. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit more. What is it about, uh, what, what is in the book that would be useful for group study? Uh, tell us about how you've included uh, additional questions for study groups. Yeah. Uh, after. Each chapter has these prayer prompts, like if, or if you're doing it by yourself, to just get you to go deeper into the text and deeper into prayer. And then also, uh, after each um, 
chapter two, there's after each section, there's study questions um, that uh, you could do on your own or small group or in a bigger group campaign or uh, a church could do it as well that help you discuss the text, brings more things out about the text and digs deeper into your heart and hopefully uh, in encourages you uh, to keep praying in a maybe a different way as you consider the text and you consider the day you just read as well. Okay. You know, I think for for most people, I think that covers a lot of ground as far as, you know, why is Climbing Prayer Mountain, you know, out there? What is it about? Is, is there anything else that you want to add, Tim? Yeah. You know, I think, Henry, I, it's crazy, again, how this book came together. I was actually working on a, another book that's uh, that was kind of ahead of this one called Stepping into the Lord's Prayer, um, looking at the Lord's Prayer and the 12 steps of AA, and um, and that will soon get out, hopefully, Lord willing, too. But God just kind of put this one in the front burner, and um, so I think he has something for it. I think especially in the days that we're living in, um, of uncertainty, uh, where our world's at, um, where culture's at. I think God is calling his body, his beautiful bride, to seek his face. And uh, when we seek him, we find him. When we seek him, the Bible says, when we seek him um, with all our hearts. And uh, prayer is that incredible vehicle that brings us deeper into the heart of God and that love relationship with God. And, and that brings us uh, the strength, the security, uh, the joy that we need to to make it in challenging days and difficult days, and also to have an impact on our culture. I think God wants his bride um, back seeking his face as we see through scripture that, you know, we, we tend to leave this God we love and we tend to get lukewarm and complacent. And we need to, re, as Revelation 2, we need to return to our first love and prayer is prayer is that that vehicle that does that, and um, God is desiring uh, His people uh, to commune with Him. Um, there's an old uh, document. It's called the Heidelberg Catechism. It was written about five years ago. Five years ago. Five hundred years ago. Uh, yeah, not that old. It is old. And um, and I love what it says. It's an introduction to the Lord's Prayer. And it says, why do Christians need to pray? And um, the response is because prayer is the most important part of thankfulness God requires of us. That's an incredible statement right there. So when we pray, we're saying, God, we need you. And just needing God, crying out to God is a way that we are thanking him. Uh, that that dependent life of prayer brings him glory, brings him honor, because we're focusing on him. No one else can help us but the hand of God, but this mighty Savior, but a Father who loves us. And then it goes on and it says, and also because God gives his grace and his Holy Spirit only to those who pray continually and groan inwardly, asking God for these gifts and thanking him for them. Um, that's a huge statement, too, that, that God gives his grace and his Holy Spirit only to those who are seeking continually the presence of God. And that's that's validated in Scripture. You read 
Jesus, after teaching on the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11, um, Jesus saying, keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking, and your good Father will give you uh, his Spirit, will give you the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, here's this incredible gift of God that God has given to us in prayer. And uh, over the years, it has uh, sustained me, transformed me, um, you know, and I just want to share that to the nations, this this incredible gift. Um, and so maybe that was uh, one of the reasons God allowed this project to happen was just somehow to encourage some people uh, to get on their face before a, an incredible God and let him fill uh, their hearts with his presence, with his spirit, um, and transform their lives forever and the lives of those around him. Um, so yeah, that's that's a little bit more of the passion uh, for prayer and the passion for this book. And I'm just praying, Henry, that somehow God would be glorified. Not not me, not you. Yep, um, not me. No, you know, it's it's that somehow this would be a tool in somebody's hands that would bring them into a deeper relationship with God. And if if one person um gets brought deeper into the heart of the Father God through prayer. Everything has been worth it. Well, amen. And so uh, there's really nothing else I could add to that, Tim. So thank you so much for sharing your heart. And uh, thank you just for uh, your yes, as you would love to say to other people, to, to serve God in the way that you do and to want to spend your time trying to lead others uh, to Him. And yeah, I pray that uh, people would find this book and that they would spend the time to do the 40 days and spend time on their knees and allow God to change their heart and uh, that it would be used in that way. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. So I would welcome uh, anyone who is you know, interested to uh, find the book. There are links on the website. Uh, climbingprayermountain.com uh, is the URL of where you can find more information and uh, a link to the place on Amazon where you can purchase the book. And we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, there is a form on the website. Uh, would love it if you would share with us your thoughts. And um, if you have anything that you want to share with others out there, we'd, we would love to put that up on the website as well. So uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone for taking the time to listen this morning. And uh, Tim, thank you for your time. Thanks, Henry. Until next time. All right. God bless. Thank you for joining us. To hear more episodes or learn more about Oceans Ministries, please visit oceansministries.org.